It was so crazy to see that all of us had different areas that we loved about trading yeah. and that it literally changed our life. It changed the way we looked at money. It changed the way how we view. It's like, you know, I remember them saying to me, I said, oh, guys, we need to go ahead and get this $20,000 off. We got stuff we got to do, mm -hmm. okay? We got to put some things into the business. And they were like, you just say that like it's $20. I said, because we can do that. Right. When you don't, when you know that it's just money, it's just money. That's all it is. And really, fiat is not worth anything anyway. The dollar is not worth anything. You're going to have to start investing in other things outside of the United States. You're definitely going to have to start investing in metals, gold, silver, platinum, especially copper. Welcome to Black Wealth Weekly Podcast, where you can find different guests being interviewed by me, Shanique Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven, every single week, where we will be breaking down how they got into their respective industries and are creating wealth for their families. You don't want to miss an episode, so hit the bell and tune in. What's up, family? I'm Shanique Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven. Welcome to this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly Podcast, where we bring you different entrepreneurs who are out here killing the game, and y'all did not spare this week. Meet this queen, Tamara Allen. She's out here killing the game, and I can't wait to get into some of the things that you do. But first of all, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Black Wealth Weekly. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. I wanted to be on the last time, but you were so busy. I but I am super duper excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So y'all, I love this queen and her family. She is literally building generational wealth with her and her boys. And just watching their journey has brought me to tears. Um, I know I, I'm not going to tell her story. I'm going to let you tell. I'm going to let you tell it because... Ooh. It's just so, it's so moving, right? She has uh, grown sons and, and, and a husband, and they are literally building their businesses together, and it's just so beautiful to see. So please tell us what you do, Queen. Well, my name is Dr. Tamara Allen. I am your currency strategist, and what we really do is we help you systemize and scale while getting funded. So we just like to help families create that legacy, that empire, that dynasty, and it is truly about leaving things to your children. It, it really is your children's children. Let's say, let's go down five generations. Mm. That's that's our number one goal. Got you. Our number one goal. I love that. Mm. Um, so uh, before you guys, like, how, how did, first of all, I, I think I asked you this a long time ago, how did you get the family on board <laughs> for you guys to all be on the same page about, you know, starting a business and doing it together? Well, everyone asks that same question. They're just like in total disbelief, excuse me, that my sons and I work together. But in all honesty, that's all they've ever known. I've always had my own business. So the first business that they can recall was our pharmaceutical courier company. And I was the first um, African-American female here in the Atlanta area to have such a large contract that actually encompassed over 750 pharmacies mm. that we did all of the pharmaceutical delivery. So I was a legal drug runner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a legal drug runner. And got paid for it. And got paid very well. I actually um, made my first million at 32. I so love it. It was that. So they've always seen mom and dad in, in a business. So they don't know anything else but. Um, but we always wanted them to work a job so they can have a foundation to know what it's like because you can't think you could just jump out and be a CEO and you don't know what it's like to work from the bottom. So they, um, and, and during summers, we would always do festivals. Uh, we would do the jazz festival, outdoor festivals. So they were responsible for setting up, counting the money, you know, greeting customers. So that is in, you know, they were on the debate team. So that is in their blood. They, you have to like get on out there. You, right. You have to talk to people. You're not. That's you know. If you've had an opportunity to meet Marcus, you know he is the one that's really outgoing, and Alex is really coming into his own. So it's just great to be able to work with my sons, who it's 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 a little emotional. <laughs> it's you know uh, because they're not the little boys anymore. And if I could have them little again, I would. 
but it's absolutely amazing to see the men that they have become. Yeah. That's well, you powerful know, for me. I have uh, I have two boys. I know. I know. So I just love it. Like I have two little ones, seven and one, and you know, just watching you. I mean, I, I've told you how much I love you guys and what y'all do, and like just you know, I just aspire to. Um, you know, everybody wants, like, I think dads always want their boys to, you know, do what they do and, you know, <laughs> right, following their footsteps. Mm -hmm. um, so I love to see that, you know, you are mom, you're leading the way, you know, you guys are a total unit. And even yes. though everybody has their own different interests, Correct. you can come together and still support each other on the, you know, on the one main thing. Now, let me ask you about who, who were you before, you know, before you had the children? Like, how, wow. how did you even come into entrepreneurship, making your first million at 32? <laughs> well, my mom always had a business. Um, that was part of it. I actually went to school for architecture and interior design. That was my field. Um, you know, so I was on some interior design shows for some of the work that I did. And I, I love that, you know, so that put me out with people. I'm an artist by, you know, to the core. I'm an artist by the core, but I'm a techie to the core too. Mm -hmm. So it was always, I don't know, it was always a part. I, I remember growing up, my mom was a single parent, I remember, you know, for a little while. And I remember my mom growing up saying, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm. So by hearing that growing up, I was like, oh my God, my mom's going to jail. <laughs> I was like, she's robbing Peter. I'm like, who the heck is Paul? I'm like, what is going on here? Because, you know, kids take things literally. And I'm like, what is, who is Peter and Paul? Yeah, I'm like, who are these people? But um, I just remember her going through some struggles. And I said, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want my children to experience that, even though we've had some trials and tribulations. As um, their dad and I got divorced, you know, we were still very close. Um, because he is, he was very much, very much in their life, very much in it. He was never one of those dads that wasn't around. He was around, and I remarried. So my husband now and their father, they were very close. They would take him to Six Flags together. So it was always about having solid, good relationships, and 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 you can't even do business without having relationships with people. So it's like, even though their dad and I weren't together anymore, we could still co-parent and function. Yeah. But unfortunately, he passed from COVID two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear and that. And I almost died from COVID last year. Oh, wow. So that brought us even more together. Yeah. Uh, that was, that brought us even more together. But we were already tight, but that was something in itself. Yeah. That and the fact that my husband, my current husband now, he got hurt on the job, fell, and got addicted to pain medication. Mm. So we had to rally around him to make sure that he was okay. Mm. And so in doing that, we learned the skill set of trading. And that kind of, you know, Marcus was finishing college. He had just graduated. Alex was in college um, in his second or third, he was in his third year. And I said, guys, I'm gonna start learning the skill set of trading. I, we got to figure out how we're going to save the house and uh, from going into foreclosure. So in learning the skill set of trading, that kind of put me in the financial, you know, being in the financial literacy portion. And what people literally don't believe is, you know, or understand is I learned how to trade crypto. Mm -hmm. And in learning the skill set of trading, but being able to trade crypto, I was able to take a few hundred dollars to six figures. Mm. So that saved our home from going into foreclosure. That literally took us to a whole nother level. But what was hurting was my credit. Because all the things that were going on family-wise, my credit got hurt. So yeah. I started saying, you know what? I was talking to our trade community and I was like, guys, I'm about to start working on my credit because you can't do anything. You can't do one thing. Yeah on this planet without credit. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want my sons to have an understanding that they could be cash rich and credit poor. Mm. That is not going to work. Right. And so, I mean, and it, and it affects you. It affects you when it comes to your interest rate on your car insurance. It affects where you live. It affects the food that you eat. And people just don't, don't realize that. Mm. And so even though we've always, by the grace of you know the almighty God, 
were okay, meaning where we lived, where they went to school, but that it was still that, you know, I'm not with flexing. I don't, I don't do that. I don't have to, don't want to. It's like, let people accept you for who you are. Yeah. So we never were about the name brands and all this other stuff, although we like nice things. And I used to tell the boys, I said, you can get all that. But traveling the world and seeing things is the best experience, mm -hmm. okay? So we've always made them travel. We always, you know, Marcus speaks Mandarin Chinese. I don't even know if you know that. No. Uh, yes. I actually just was talking to my husband about getting the kids. Must do. Mm -hmm. Must do. I mean, they've traveled and been so many different places. And so him learning Mandarin Chinese was his way of, you know, getting out into the world. Alex was more on the sports side. He was more of... He's the suit tie all the way down, mm -hmm. okay? So he wants to be the broadcaster. He wants to, you know, he was playing sports. He got hurt. And then I said, you need to start talking to people about the financial portion of sports. So when NIL deals, name, image, and likeness came out, it was totally up his alley. Because it's like, I can talk to them about finances and how to brand themselves and get paid. I said, exactly. So... They're doing, we all have our own brands, but as a company, as a family, no matter what, it's all about the family business. Mm -hmm. Everything is about the family business. So they ended up learning the skill set of trading. We ended up teaching our community. We ended up talking to them about leveraging their credit. But what was so crazy is everybody in our community's credit scores were like 500. I was like, what is going on? Five, like early 600s. And when I, excuse me, when I started working on my credit, it was like 680, but I was still upset. Right. Because I was used to having like a seven, seven yeah, 750 and above. Right. But to hear that the people in our community that were in their 50s and 60s with a 500 and 600 credit score and didn't even have a credit card over a thousand dollars, I said, something is wrong. Mm. Because the first thing that they were saying to themselves were, uh, oh, I was told never to do credit. I pay cash for everything. I said, but that's why your business is failing. Mm. That's why your business is failing. And even though we went through a tribulation with my husband, because he, he was like, I want you to take time off. I want to just take care of you. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can do that. Right. I can do that. <laughs> okay. But, you know, and we lived off of our money and this, that, and the other. But thank goodness we had that. But when we ran into the issue with him getting sick, you know, so much, you know, medical bills and things like that, it will drain you. Mm -hmm. So in doing so, we created this whole business because people were just coming to us and we were like, wow, we didn't realize we had over 1,500 people coming to us asking for help. Mm. So we knew that there was a need. It was, it was, and it was crazy because although I'm Generation X, Marcus called, Marcus and Alice called me an old millennial. But they said, Mom, you're really an old millennial. But I said, I'm in, the, but I'm in Generation X, though. Mm -hmm. And they was like, but no, you're not like most moms. I said, I keep trying to tell you that. Right. I've been <laughs> telling y'all that since I've birth. I've been telling you that. I said, y'all can't keep up with me. Okay. But Listen, you out here trading crypto. That's why they say you're you an you OG millennial. Oh, yes. Most definitely. That's, that's definitely new school, you know, new school Finance. No, listen, listen, listen. My daddy is a retired stockbroker. Right. So. But listen, I come from the institutional investment consulting right. world, right? So right. that that's where I worked corporate when I was working in my corporate career. And crypto trading, all yeah, these like, things. Stay away. Exactly. Exactly. Right. They want you to stick to the old school finance, old school and antics, old school investing. So you you learn how to trade cryptos, turn a couple hundred a couple a couple hundred dollars to a couple hundred thousand. Yes. You know, number one for me when I came out of corporate, I was just like, uh, well, what is crypto? Uh, it looks and it sounds like a scam. Right. And that's because it was new. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just gonna keep it real. And and when, and when I, what I try to tell people is like, not only do I trade it, but I invest it too. But because I understand the skill set of trading it, I know oh. We need to go on sales. So talk to us about what's trading. I don't think a lot of people really understand the concept. Well, trading is whether you're trading commodities, whether you're trading, you know, currency, whether you're trading now crypto, okay? That is when you take something and you go into the market and you have an opportunity to say, 
I'm going to go into a bull run. I'm going to buy that actual stock or Forex or crypto, or I'm going to sell it at a certain entry. So you're going to get in at a certain level, at level two, as an example. And then you're going to say, I actually think it's going to go to eight. And then you have an opportunity to receive that profit from two to eight. Okay, whether it's stocks, whether it is commodities, whether it is Forex, or whether it's crypto. You have an opportunity to generate income. So I think for us, <laughs> I remember when Alex walked through the door, and I had literally did $1,500 in about 10 minutes. He was mm. like, what is going on? I'm ready, to, I'm ready to trade. But there are risks that you have. You know, you have to understand your risk you management. Manage the risk. You have to manage your risk. You have to understand risk management. You have to understand that you can't over leverage. You know, people think it's gambling. I'm like, and, and it is. It's, it's very, what it turns into it, if it, you it, don't know, if you don't have the skill set, it's essentially gambling. You're right. And so when you sit up here and see Marcus is a stickler, he only, only goes by his rules. And if it doesn't meet his rules, he's not going to get into a trade. Okay. Alex is more, Marcus is more of a Forex, which is the foreign exchange market, which is you know, five days a week globally, whereas stocks is only um, in the United States. Crypto is seven days a week, and you mm. can trade at any time. So we all had different areas That's of trading. Like, yeah. I was crypto, Marcus was foreign exchange, and Alex was options. Mm. He was stocks and options. So it was quite interesting to see. And my husband was penny stocks. So it was so crazy to see that all of us had different areas that we loved about trading. Yeah. And that it literally changed our life. It changed the way we looked at money. It changed the way how we view. It's like, <laughs> you know, I remember them saying to me, I said, oh, guys, we need to go ahead and get this $20,000 up. We got stuff we got to do, okay? Mm -hmm. We got to put some things into the business. And they was like, you just say that like it's $20. I said, because we can do that. Right. When you don't, when you know that it's just money, it's just money. That's all it is. And really, fiat is not worth anything anyway. The dollar is not worth anything. You're going to have to start investing in other things outside of the United States. You're definitely going to have to start investing in metals gold, silver, platinum, especially copper. Copper is what actually generates the, um, the machines, the miners. So when people ask me, if you're going to invest in crypto, if you, well, if you're going to do this crypto, what do you, I said, you need to do the investment portion. And when you talk about the investing, what is driving the crypto space? The equipment. The equipment is the mining machines. And what's inside the mining machines? Copper. Mm. So there are other avenues. You don't have to necessarily trade it, mm -hmm. but if you want to invest in the companies that are supporting it through clean energy. Now, why is that important and why would I say clean energy? Because it's a lot of energy that is used to make those machines go. So to give someone an idea about the machines, I want you to think about the movie Tron. Okay? If you, and again, I'm old school. Okay? <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what other movie. Uh, Ready Player One. I like to tell people to look at Ready Player One when you're looking at crypto. Believe it or not, it's everything that's going on now. My husband is the one on Metaverse. He trains people on the Metaverse. So the crypto is in Ready Player One. The Metaverse, I mean, the uh, artificial intelligence. All of these things that are driving this is what we need to be investing in. Mm. But people are not taking it seriously. Why? Because they're just going on with their everyday lives. And I'm like, you're going to be left behind. Right. And that's where that's where it gets scary, and that's why I said, guys, we got to start building for our future. Yeah, we got to start investing in these things, the technology that is driving the uh, the world, not yeah. just on a uh, 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 U.S. Yes. but on a global. And then when I started looking at what Russia and and some of the Asian countries were doing, and they had the meeting without the U.S. on crypto. I was like, oh, no, it's about to go down. Mm. So, and it's, again, you know, I don't, I try to tell people, I said, you really got to just really pay attention. The world is using crypto, but U.S. is not using crypto. Mm. So I, either we're going to be in, in front of it or we're going to be behind it. Gotcha. And so I like to tell people, you got to open your mind because it's here to stay. As long as we have the internet, we're going to have crypto. Yeah. So invest in the components that support crypto if you're uncomfortable trading it.
And you mentioned copper. Mm -hmm. How does somebody invest in copper? No different than going on and investing in gold. You need to buy it. You know, so you need to buy copper. You need to buy. You can buy that in the market. You can go on to um, T, um, TD Ameritrade. Any brokerage. Yeah, mm -hmm. TD Ameritrade. Uh, you need to be buying gold, silver, platinum, um, copper, because copper is not only supporting that, but it's also supporting equipment like air conditionings and um, alternators, all those types of things. Gotcha. So anything that we're doing that is I mean, we're consistently building, okay? So you need to be investing in those things. Look how high lumber went up, mm. okay? Look, I mean, you're Imagine in... Imagine if you had options at that point on lumber. Oh, okay. my gosh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So when people ask about that, look at the things that is truly driving everything right now. Yeah. That's what you invest in. Gotcha. Not just the local economy, but the global economy. The global economy. Right. Don't don't just stick with what's happening here because again, the fiat dollar, and people don't know the fiat dollar is the US dollar, is, is an actual note. All you're doing is paying a debt. That's what you're doing when you have the dollar. You're just paying a debt to receive something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's the dollar is worthless. Our dollar is worthless. Gotcha. And so we need to be very careful, you know, trying to hold on to the dollar. Mm -hmm. What we really need to be doing is taking the credit and using it and, the, and using whole life insurance to live off of. That's what we need to be doing. Mm. So that was the other portion that we went into. Okay. Why? Because after the boy's dad died, of course, he left them a decent amount. And Marcus was real big on, I need to set up our retirement. So the retirement portion came into play. And then there's the whole life. But people sit up here and talk about, well, that's for death. It says life insurance, yes, not death insurance, which means you have an opportunity to live off of that. Put it in, take a small loan out on what you have, invest it into a property, rehab it, pay off the loan, and here it is. You didn't put, you can't do it profit. all over again. You rinse and repeat. Yep. So these are the things that I've been teaching my son. Say, hey, you have an opportunity to just kind of move forward. Yeah. I want to say something that was super important. Somebody said, oh, you guys need to upgrade your cars. For what? Because we straight up drive, my son's drive, my, old, my youngest son has a eight-year-old Lexus. Marcus drives a Kia, and he will not flex for anybody. And I drive, I drive my little Optima, okay? And they was like, well, if you're making all this money, well, you, sh you should have this, this car. I said, I don't pay for a car. Right. So why would I be concerned about that? Yeah. Why would I be concerned about just so I can look good to you Listen. when my money is sitting over here making me money? I don't, I don't have time for that. And that is what I teach my sons. That is what's important. Traveling the world, seeing other things, investing in things that are important, yeah. and just living the best I life you can I have this question for you. So I talk to a lot of the football moms and you know a lot of my mom friends and the, you know, the women in my community. And... We are at a space where we're a little successful and we just we don't want our kids to go through the things that we did. So we kind of overcompensate. We give them everything <laughs> and we want them to have a better life, right? Mm -hmm. But how do we balance that with spoiling them and, you know, giving them everything? So I, I'll tell you this. We were out playing football and one of the moms, you know, had her son. Mind you, these are seven-year-old boys. Seven years old, had her son with the Yeezys, you know, like an Armani Exchange T-shirt, and she, you know, and their their boys were there in the rain playing football in the dirt and the mud, and she he, he the boy just took his shirt off and threw it on the ground, and she's just like, oh, he just don't care about this stuff, and so we got into talking about spoiled children. Mm. How do we keep our children balanced from being spoiled while still trying to give them and show them the world? It's quite interesting because the boys never had name brand products. Mm. Um, their dad was very adamant. You know, they wanted the Nikes, they wanted the Air Jordans, and he was like, we're not doing that. Mm. Their father was really, 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 really adamant about keeping them balanced, okay? So even like when I mentioned earlier in reference to the car situation, you know, some other friends have Benzes and this, that, and the other. And I'm, and whereas Marcus, he's a minimalist. So he only wears certain colors. You know, he, he wears, these are his colors. Right. He, he is totally a minimalist. He says, and I'm going to drive an economy car. You know, 
because, but it's okay to reward them. But it's, you know, my kids are spoiled though. Okay. So even though they didn't have all of that, they were spoiled with other things. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, let's go on a cruise. And, they, and that was exciting for them. Right. Here it is, you're 10 and 12 going on a cruise. You know what I'm saying? Here it is, you're going to China. You're going to Africa. You're going, that is, I wanted them to honestly see that there is so much more to just material things. Because mm -hmm. that doesn't make you. Right. Okay? I mean, yeah, you can look good in some clothes. Right. Okay? You can look good in anything. If your clothes are clean and your shoes are not ran over. Right. And you don't have holes in your underwear, right? Ain't that what grandma said? Yes, that's what grandma said. Okay. <laughs> But in all honesty, it's about keeping yourself groomed, haircut, you know, keeping your teeth right. You know, I'm, I'm real big about making sure your, your grill, you can't be in front of folks and your grill messed up, okay? You see that? We can't do that. Because again, that's perception, right? okay? And, and that's why they were in debate. It was all about keeping them balanced, but yet showing them do you see how much this is? And, and anytime they wanted something, and I remember getting Marcus a Gucci bag. I, I had a Gucci bag, and he was, it, it was a backpack. And he said, Mom, I want that. And I was like, I don't even really buy this, you know? I said, but if you want it, if you get an, a certain type of grade, mm -hmm. I'll let you have it. Mm -hmm. And he got it, and I let him have it. But it was, it's really about rewarding them and giving them balance. Yeah. They have to know that this is totally material. I mean, think about it. It's it's he you done know, through the little boy threw his t-shirt. That was probably a hundred, two hundred dollar shirt. Okay. Literally. Uh, with the stains on it and everything. You know? And it was white. But he didn't <laughs> but he didn't pay for it. That's the issue. Right. He didn't pay for it. He didn't work for it. Not to say that him he may have gotten good grades. I, I don't know. But the bottom line is, is showing them the value. Mm -hmm. The way these kids are now, it's like they run through money like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to work. I'm, I, I literally saw somebody, she paid $5,000 for hair. I said, what do you got in your head? For hair? <laughs> to get her hair done. Oh, my god. So it's a matter of. But the United States is so consumed with things, mm. okay? So it's all about you have to have, have, have. Yeah. But it really does come down to, just like I explained to him when he said, oh, Mom, I'm going to go ahead and get an apartment. I said, well, how much does apartment cost? He said, oh, it's 2000 I said, God dang, that's more than my dang old mortgage. I said, you need to buy. Okay. Why would you rent right. when you can buy? Right. So it's about showing them what they can receive. Yeah. If, can gain equity in this as opposed to you're just paying rent. That right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so like with his car, I'm putting on tour so he can take care of the car note. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So now you have a car for free. Right. So if it's a week out of the month that you've rented out your car, guess what? You're not paying that actual bill. So I, it, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. It's showing the difference yeah. that you can have more if you do it this way versus do, and look at all the billionaires. Let's, let's just keep it real. I also gave them examples of a Facebook guy. Mark Zuckerberg. A t-shirt and some jeans. Every day. <laughs> a t-shirt and some jeans. Right. And a dually car, or whatever that car was he was driving. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the guy who used to own Apple that died. Yep. So I gave them examples like that. Yeah. Okay. This week's episode is sponsored by ABCs for Rich Kids by seven-year-old author and entrepreneur Bryce Nicholas. Please tell us where we can find your book. ABCsforRichKids.com Awesome. This book is so amazing, guys. It literally goes from A to Z with different financial terms for your little loved ones. Awesome, so we've got F is for future value, E is for evaluation, H is for air. Guys, if you do not have this book, the Amazon number one bestseller, please go and grab it now at abcsforrichkids.com. I'll, I'll say this, you are way more in the future than I am. <laughs> you trade cryptos, you know a lot about, you know what's going on in the world. You are world um, so for us that have not had that experience, right, but we want to give our kids more, 
where, I mean, and even for ourselves too, where should we be looking to study um, when it comes to careers for the future, mm. education for the future, where we put in our money, investing for the future? Um, you know, what, 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 what does that look like and where should we focus or help our kids focus? You got to know what your kids like. That's like of the most utmost importance. Um, Marcus was an artist like I was. So when he went to college, it was all about art. And it actually, he's actually a singer. And I don't know if you know that. He's actually got some stuff out currently. Alex was always into sports because that was something that was bonding him and his dad and his bonus dad, my mm -hmm. husband. So he's always talked about that. So it's about finding what they like first and then showing them from other countries and say, where is it? And we had a map. Where is it in the world that you would like to visit? What do you want to see that's different? Because there's more than just the United States. It is, it's, and, and taking them on a cruise was the very first one. So for somebody that doesn't have a lot of money, you know, and of course you can save, I think the cruise is the best thing that you could take your child on first because there's so many activities. Mm -hmm. Then, um, well, their dad worked for the airline. He was, um, so because he worked for the airlines, of course, they could fly. So they were always flying. So if you got to find your friend who has a buddy pass or something like that, <laughs> boom, get your kids to flying. Because believe it or not, you got some grown folks that don't have never flown. I know. Okay? And that's mind-blowing to me. But you have to know what their interests are. Because now the world, has become, the world is big, but it's become small because of internet. the internet. Mm -hmm. So they see so many things. So it's like, and it's so crazy because now that we've added to our business virtual assistants, we're going to the Philippines. So it's like, you want to be able to show these small families how they honestly and truly, I was talking to my cousin, this is a great example. I was at home in Chicago a couple of week, weeks ago and I was talking to my cousin and he was saying that him and his wife have never been on a family trip. Mm -hmm. And I said, we just got back from Dubai. And he was like, Dubai? I said, yeah, Dubai. He said, my wife just said we should go on a family trip. I said, we'll go to Florida. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take the family to Florida or take them to Jamaica or take them to the... Ver so it's always about... But people think that they can't do that. They think they can't afford it. There are so many different deals that you can find. That, Like even Vegas. There are people who have never been to Vegas, mm -hmm. right? So it's I like... Vegas, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love Vegas. I love Vegas. <laughs> we have fun in Vegas, right? Girl. Um, but it really is about exposure. You can you can literally go on YouTube. You know, the vision boards are really important. The boys had vision boards when they were, I remember when they were 12 and 14, and I made them read Open Your Mind to Prosperity. Mm -hmm. So it's about how engaging you are with your kids, too. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't, you know, people, I, I didn't realize it until the other day, but it's like, you guys are just different. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because y'all just move differently. But again, this is all I've ever known. And I have yeah, to well, attribute that to my thing. mom. Yeah, this is the thing about it. What, I, what I'm learning, um, you know, coming out of being so programmed, right? We're so programmed to get a job, go to work, go to school, and, and really stay busy, right? And what that does is I feel like it, uh, it, it makes us so busy that we don't even get a chance to really build with our kids. Like, I know so many moms that are just stretched thin trying to work. And you're fearful. And they're, they're fearful to lose their job. So, you know, we're doing extra, extra, extra at the job. Now you don't have the time to go to sports, have the time. You know, I used, I literally used to think that you have to be rich in order for your parents to come and pick you up from school and to take you to your sports game and stuff because my mom was working. You know, when I was young, my mom had, my mom was a single mom with four kids. She had to work. Wow, it's interesting that you say that because I took my kids to school every day, you know, and even when I had the, you know, the depot, when we had our other company, um, that was important to me. Not, not that it's not important to anybody else because it's based on what your education is, what type of job that you have, what time you have to be in, you're juggling. And I remember that juggling part, and it was not fun. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I don't know how my mom did it. Yeah. You know? But what I will say is you definitely have to take out some time for yourself because people are so stretched at this point. 
and I know, and I just made a, I just made an executive decision because my friend, she's like, well, I got my job, and I said, but you don't do nothing. You don't travel. You don't do anything. You're worried about that check. That's the, the check is keeping you there. You won't step out on your gifts because you, uh, of a check. Because mm. see, my back is up against the wall every day because I work for myself. And it's a different type of grind of working. Not to say I didn't have a job, because I did, but I just haven't had a job. I'm 54. I haven't had a job in over 32 years. Mm. My last job, I was 22, 23. 50 weird. Yes, I'm 54. <laughs> I'm 54. It's crazy because when I sit up and think about it, yeah, I was 24 when I had my last job, so actually it's 30 years. Yeah, it's 30 years. And so when I sit up and think about it, I, th I was doing a contract for somebody training their people a couple of months ago. And so therefore, I was available from 10 to 2. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a job. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was breaking out. I said, uh-uh, I cannot be restricted to a desk like this. Right. And, but yet, I miss be interacting with people. When people say, you know, you're working from home, I said, and so they think that you're always available. No, I'm not. I have to work just like you do. Yeah in order to maintain my business and to make sure that we're continuing to keep in the flow. Right. But you do end up missing the interaction. It is sad that parents can't be able to do more with their children, you know, but I think that if they incorporated them more and trying to build that legacy is what we talk about. Mm -hmm. We say the family business, because that's what we are. It's about the legacy, it's about the empire, it's about the dynasty. And if you just say, guys, we're going to do something together. What is it that you like? What is it you like? Because this is what I did. And we're going to come up with a little business together. We did summer festivals. And every time we did summer festivals, I gave each one of them their own job. And in giving them a job, I paid them. So they felt inclusive and not just, I'm just here helping my mom, mm -hmm. you know, or help my dad. They were always included in my business and their dad's photography business. So therefore, it was definitely, and, and their bonus dad, electrical business. So there was, it, they were always included. So they never felt excluded. So that's why they always have, they have a sense of business. Yeah. Okay. Did they go to home uh, school or what? They oh, they about? went to um, charter. Okay. They were in the charter school, okay. Kip's, Kip's schools. And the KIPP, is, the KIPP schools are strict. Yeah. I mean, just like, and that was an all-year-round school, too. Mm. So they used to be mad at me. <laughs> everybody's in school, and we're not, as, you know, we're right. in school, and everybody's not in school. But, right. but it kept them busy, too. Yeah. And then it's, so, you know, and I feel bad because when I think about some of the communities, and I would make them go in and do their part. I said, you're privileged. I said, you go to school in the hood. I purposely made that happen mm. to keep them grounded yeah. because the KIPP school they went to was in the hood. So I said, so you can't sit up here and think that you're privileged. Mm. But that's why we didn't give them name brand items. So that was just our way of trying to just keep them, you know, balanced. as balanced as possible. Because yeah. I remember Marcus saying to one of his cousins, he said, oh, you live in the ghetto. I was like, oh, my God. He was like nine years old. I was like, oh, my God, you're <laughs> Always you, Marcus. <laughs> but I said, you can't do that. Right. You have to be more sensitive to what's going on. But where we live and where they're like, wow, this is really different. Mm -hmm. So we had to we had to make sure that they knew what balance was gotcha. and that they were they were blessed. So when we went through obstacles and couldn't pay bills and lights was off and stuff like that. I'm glad that they understood the struggle. I'm glad that when he was in college, he was like, Mom, I only have cookies to eat. I said, well, I guess you need to get a job. Mm -hmm. I said, you need to get out there and get a job. You need to do for yourself. I said, because I'm, what if we're not here? What are you going to do? Right. You have to be reliant. So it's, it's like, are you a man? Are you, you, know, are you a chump? Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to use the word punk. Yeah. But I said, because I didn't raise no, 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 no punk. Chumps. Yeah, right, chump. Okay. <laughs> I said, I, yeah, I said, so you need to, you know, you, you need to get it together. Right. And there was both of them. I was like, you need to get it together because if I'm not here, you got to know how to survive. Right. So now it's about you've been gifted with understanding financial literacy. What are you going to do with it? So talk to me about what you guys doing now. 
Well, because you just mentioned um, the virtual mentioned virtual assistant. The virtual assistant. Yep. That's what scaled us. That scaled us from thirty, forty thousand a month to over a hundred k a month by having a virtual assistant. That blew my mind right there. And we as black people and brown Talk to think that we can do everything ourselves. Mm. And I'm and and we're controlling. Like I gotta be in control of everything. I'm guilty of that. Okay. And Marcus was like, Mom, let's try these virtual assistants. Well, first it was me that said the virtual assistant, but what is, but something happened when I said, I don't even want them because they don't even work. I said, uh-uh. I said, it's not working. And then Marcus was like, Mom, no, let's just give it another try. Let's give it a try. And we had one virtual assistant. And we didn't even know how to train her. We were still doing all the work. And I was like, what the heck are we paying her for if we're still doing all the work? And then we got some training on how to train our virtual assistants. And it was like, whoa. Mm. We have 28 virtual assistants between the three of us. Wow. Well, really, three and a half. My husband has a couple, too. <laughs> but it was like, what the heck? Why didn't we do this before? Right. If we understood the power of leveraging virtual assistants now, we run into people who sit up and say, well, they're, they're not from the United States. I need someone that speaks English. I said, well, there are a lot of them that speak English, yeah. actually, uh, very well, better than you, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but it, the fact that we were able to find one to do our social media, because social media is a job in itself. Oh I don't have time. Tell me about it. Okay? We're trying to post and, know, and learn each new app. Okay? So you guys have 28. 28. So what kind of tasks are they managing for you? From video editor to content creator, I mean, uh, copywriting, to we have an operations manager, okay, mm. that's over everything. So we have a human resource department. We have a legal team. We have a bookkeeper. We have a videographer. We have a graphic designer. We have a web developer. But it's, he, Alex has his set, Marcus has his set, I have my set, and then it's the company and my husband has his mm -hmm. for the metaverse. So, because I, if you have a business, or if you work for a company, what do they have? They have a team. So how do you think as a business owner that you're gonna do it all yourself? The other issue is people think, oh, it's expensive. Well, no, not for us, to be honest. The virtual assistants, we pay them anywhere from five to $650 a month. Mm. That blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, how can they survive off that? Right. I was just like, wait a minute now. Well, they're in another country and their, their money is different than our money. So to pay them five to $600 to $700 a month, they are living very well, mm. okay? And again, we have 28 of them mm. times that amount. Right. So we have to be making money in our business in order to pay our pay, uh, to pay the payroll yeah. of our virtual assistants, but it scaled our business. The first time I sat at my desk, I said, "I don't have anything to do," because <laughs> the copywriter was writing my stuff, the graphic designer was doing my graphics, the video editor was editing my videos. Yeah, they going through my emails, making sure everything is responded to. They're sitting up here doing the bookkeeping, so they, they were itemizing that. I was like, what the heck, okay? What, what's left for me? Right. It was nothing. <laughs> I said, I guess I got to go make some content. Right. <laughs> I was like, so I could, you know. That's so the only job you have now? That's the only job that I honestly I have. Ooh, is girl, being and that a, for me is tough. Making content, yes, getting it is. in front of the camera, and all, that is a job in itself. So and you, doing videos. You yeah. Need, yeah, you need that help because I, I, I say my personally, I'm so drained from doing all the other things. That I don't even want to get on camera because you know you got to bring the energy when you. That's on how that's how I was. It's like it's like you're a dog chasing your tail. Yeah. It's like man, we're 18, 20 hours. I'm only getting four hours. So I got to get up. I got to do this. I got to do that. They, wait a minute. They set my schedule. They send me my schedule. Mm. So I, I I'm like okay, what am I doing today? Right. You know it's crazy. Yeah. But let me tell you else. What else is amazing? One of my friends has kids. Right. We got her a virtual assistant to help tutor her children. Is that what I'm saying? First of all, that's a whole business in itself. Virtual, uh, a tutoring business. So I actually paid this company out of India a couple thousand dollars to teach my son how to code when he was five years old. Mm. When I tell you that's a whole business, 
we might need we might need a JV on that because I was I literally was just talking to my husband about we got to figure out something to put together for the boys because you know what I do know is that if you're not intentional and and building something that you know I can be so busy and engulfed in my businesses that you know I, I never I can never forget my boys so it's very important not. to me to build something for them and. Girl, you just gave me an idea, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Y'all, we about to start a new business. It was it was mind-blowing to her to be able to have a virtual assistant help tutor her daughter. Mm. She was like, I don't have to do it. <laughs> it was so funny. But it freed up her time, and she wasn't stressed. She wasn't angry. Right. She's like, I don't understand this new math. And, and here it is. The virtual assistant, she she gave her a bonus. You know, it's so crazy because, again, one of the virtual assistants gets paid $500. And I said, can you do some extra work for me? And I'll pay you $75. She's like, $75? Because that's almost a week's worth of pay. Mm. You know? So they're just very appreciative and grateful. And, yes, we ended up turning that into another business for us. And it's been going well because now we're educating people how important it is to have a virtual assistant help you operate your business and do some of that back end from answering emails. Who got time to answer emails? Right. Okay. From again, doing all the graphics and all, you know, all the marketing portion. Right. Facebook advertising, they do that too. Mm. SEO. So it's just it's just been we don't realize what you're doing until you're really writing it down and then you give it to a VA and you're like, "Wow." Mm. So yes, it feels good to not have to do all of that anymore. Because I was doing all the websites at first. Now Marcus was doing it. I mean, everything. so since implementing virtual assistance in your business, number one, you've been able to start a new business because now you're helping people do it. And then what did that do for you guys in your business? Besides make more money? Well, I mean, talk to us us about the money. We system. We systemized and scaled up. Okay. That. And you said you were, you started, you were at like 30K. 30, 40, yeah. And then. We're over 100K. Over 100K a month. Yes. Got you. Because of the systems that are in place, making sure that um, email responses, SMS texting, uh, those things are important. Um, The sly, the voice recordings that go out, you know, that we record one time and they're they're doing all of that. Gotcha. But, you know, do we have to do some things? It's really just the content. That's what blows my mind. Mm And when I sit back and think of I was doing a website, I was doing a funnel, I was trying to make sure that the zap was going with this and that, I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I don't, or I don't even want to do this. Right. Why can't I just hire somebody? Right. That was major. Yeah. And I wish I would have not been so hard-headed about it or thinking I didn't have the money. That's, that's what people have the issue. Right. It's like, but... But you, you, Girl, you, you spending two hundred dollars in a weekend. Some people are jaded from employees. I, I myself, I, you know, I ain't gonna say I'm jaded, but what happens often is that we hire too soon. Yes, we don't hire the right people, mm. and you know, I was paying my last employee sixty thousand dollars a year, and is you know, and and you know, just just wasn't getting the production that I needed to be honest. So now I have VAs in my business and restructuring and all of that, but. Might need to learn some of these systems because I know the copywriting. Yeah. Oh, girl. The copywriting and the video editing. Yes, that's the biggest thing for me in my business right now. Yeah, the video editing. We're working with a photographer. When we found him a video editor, he was like, we we got 30 more people coming on board right now, mm. okay? Because we hired some for some people. Right. We literally have 30 people. Marcus just so literally texted me. So you help people find VAs Absolutely. for their business. Gotcha. And the reason that is, it's because we saw the power of what it did for us. And if you cannot stunt your business, because yeah. you're trying to do everything yourself, right. you're trying to be in, you're being that control free. As soon as you get that BA, but people are like, well, what do I do? Well, we're going to help you. First, we're going to make sure that they're trained. We're going to vet them for you. We're going to look for them. And then all you got to do is come in at the interviewing process. You tell us what you want, but we break it down for you. What depart- What is it that you don't like to do? Tell me, what is it that you don't like to do in your business? Uh, oh, gosh, girl, copywriting, mm-hmm. um, uh, the text messaging, emails. Um, I also, I mean, I don't do my own bookkeeping. I have someone that does that for me. 
Um, I don't like doing calls. So like So you need a sales team. Yeah, so like appointment setters. So I will take the sales call, but the call But you need an appointment setter. Appointment setter, right? So I have my VA now that does Well, we got closers. What you mean? You got to get We got appointment setters. I know I don't have a closer yet because I got to get the numbers right, right? The ratio and mm -hmm. I feel like once the process once I can prove the process then I can come in and put in a closer. Um, but yeah, so that those are the things that I don't like. Well, those are the things that you need your virtual assistant for. Right. Appointment setter, that's one. Copywriter, that's the other one. You already have your bookkeeper, but depending on what you're paying your bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh-oh, okay. that got the good American jobs going overseas. Oh, well. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Folks don't want to work. The corporations <laughs> have been doing it for years. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like they're like how could you do that you need to be helping the community Listen, look y'all don't want to work like but the other portion of it is not that it's up, our people don't want to work they're now opening their eyes after the scam pandemic okay <laughs> scam pandemic saying i can start my own business that's great and that's where it should be everybody has some type of talent that they can be doing I don't care if it's sewing. Get on that YouTube or get on that Facebook and sew, but then have the back end handling everything from welcoming people onto your lives. Because we have our virtual assistants that are there when we get ready to have a Zoom. They're greeting the people when we come on. So we don't even have to do any of that. Mm. That is so important to have your team in place. Right. So how do we work with you? How do, how do I get me a virtual assistant? <laughs> Girl, my virtual sister right now, She right before I stepped in, she said, yeah, I have an appointment at 2 o'clock. I said, okay. You know, they literally called me. Right. They, they had to call Listen, me. We both, we both got to get out of here. They got to so call me. Tell but, us um, and tell the people if they're looking to scale their business, get rid of some of these, I call them minimum wage activities. Absolutely, minimum wage activities. Yes, we're ready to get rid of these minimum wage activities and, um, and really grow and scale our business. How do we tap in? with you, your team, mm -hmm. and let us know what you can help us with. Well, you can go to vasocialcurrencies.com. V-A-S-O-I-C-I-A-L, currencies, that's plural, dot com. Or you can follow me on all of my social media at Tamara Allen, that's T-A-M as in Mary, A-R-R-A-A-L-L-E-N. And you can DM me, I'll be more than happy. Or you can text me. On my community. Okay. What's your so number, girl? So 404-900-0126 and put in VA. That's oh, it. VA. I love it. VA. I love it. VA. Y'all, so she going to help us get our lives together with these VAs. I can't wait to let go of some of these tasks. First of all, we find, you know, I think that we stunt our own growth. Like yes. We, we, we decide not to do things because we don't have the help. Instead of being active and searching for it. So you, that was important what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Because you start something and you can't finish it, which means you're overwhelmed, yep. which means you need help. Yep. And that's where the VA comes in. Absolutely. So if you guys find yourself needing help in your business, make sure you all tap into Queen Tamara Allen. Uh, she is on Instagram. My sister will get you all together. And um, yes, I will. <laughs> Our team will. I wouldn't. The VAs are going to get you together. Listen. And then y'all get to see how the magic works. But Absolutely. appreciate you guys so much for joining. Thank you for coming, Queen. This has been a great episode. Thank you. Um, love how we went from the family to the business. Because, listen, there's no generational wealth without the generation. So love what you guys are doing. Thank keep you. going. Keep growing. Y'all make sure y'all tap into this Queen on Instagram. Subscribe, like, and share this video if it helped you out. And that's it. That's the end of this episode. I'm your host, Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven. Make sure you guys check the links below to follow all of us and subscribe to the channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I'm your host, Shaniqua Nicole, and I hope to see you next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on them notifications, and head to blackwealthweekly.com where you can read all the new episodes of these entrepreneurs and so many others. Thank you.